0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley.
1: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, we take a comprehensive look at crops across Saskatchewan and on parts of the prairies. We have the latest Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture weekly crop report, and last week's heat wave did not help. We also chat with the former Minister of Agriculture, Lyle Stewart, who farms west of Regina about 20 miles. He says crops are about average in his area. Real agriculture looks at the grasshopper threat. We also have the latest on crops in Manitoba. And a look at which farm bills were left on the table when Parliament dissolved for the summer. The Ministry of Agriculture has a report on improving farm water supplies. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. (laughs) This
0: is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director,
1: Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank 306-721-6667. The latest Saskatchewan crop report says hot, dry weather last week caused significant damage to many crops. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Shannon Friesen says yield potential will be affected in many regions.
2: So because we had such a long extended period of very hot weather coupled with a lack of moisture over the last couple of weeks, and of course we had some strong winds as well, we have seen quite a bit of damage to our crops out there. So in many areas of the province that were dry to begin with, we will see some yield potential and crop quality impacts. In some cases, crops are very stunted, they're thin. We have seen some heat blasting in a lot of the canola crops as well as some of the pulse crops. So of course, only time will tell exactly what those impacts will be, but the heat has certainly taken a toll.
1: So the crops need rain?
2: They do, yes. Uh, Certainly we will take rain as much as we can get, as quickly as we can. But of course, in some cases, any rain that we do receive may not actually benefit some of those earlier crops. But we, we are hopeful that some of that rain will actually benefit some of the later seeded crops and allow them to fill. What's
1: the percentage of heading already, and is that early?
2: It is, yeah. Uh, So for the most part, we are probably a week, if not two or three weeks, ahead of where we would normally be. And of course, that is due to the hot temperatures just bringing on maturation a lot quicker than normal. So at the moment, 27% of the fall cereals are in the dough maturity stage, while 40% of the spring cereals are already at heading. 60% of the canola and mustard is flowering, and 38% of the pulse crops are now potting.
1: Was there any rainfall this past week?
2: We had a little bit, but not enough to really make an impact for most areas of the province. Rainfall ranged anywhere from nil to about twenty one millimeters in the winyard, Rose Town, and Porcupine Plain areas.
1: What is the topsoil moisture rating?
2: At the moment, provincially, the cropland topsoil Moisture is rated as 0% surplus, 18% adequate, 51% short, and 31% very short. On hayland and pasture, it is 0% surplus, 13% adequate, 44% short, and 43% very short.
1: What were the main causes of crop damage this past week?
2: Well, most crop damage this week, of course, was the extremely dry soil conditions coupled with strong winds and a week of very hot temperatures. We have also heard many reports of gophers continuing to feed and of course grasshoppers as well. So we do have some producers who are actively spraying for grasshoppers and hay stands as well as some pulse and cereal fields.
1: What kind of progress has been made with haying
2: Well, haying does continue, even though there's not a lot of growth up there in much of the province. So, Provincially, 22% of the hay crop is now cut, while 14% has been baled or put into silage. Quality at this time is rated as 6% excellent, 50% good, 32% fair, and 12% poor. We are actually expecting that yields will be considerably lower than normal, and of course, that's no surprise given the lack of growth and the lack of moisture that we have received.
1: You also have a reminder to producers the Farm Stress Line is available if there's problems.
2: Absolutely, yeah. So the Farm Stress Line is available for support if anybody needs it. It is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and is a confidential anonymous service. So anyone who would like to call the Farm Stress Line can reach them at 1-800-667-4442.
1: Shannon Friesen compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Back to Saskatchewan
0: Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
1: This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. Prairieeaves Some crops in the Regina area are looking about average. Former Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart and the SAS Party MLA for Lumsden Morse farms about 20 miles west of Regina. He says crops in his area have received some welcome showers in recent weeks, but more is needed. Well,
3: there's uh, really two different zones before you get to my place leaving Regina. There was considerably more rain in the Regina Grand Coulee area, you know, two weeks ago or more. Uh, But we got got good rains here. They were desperately needed then. But, and uh, they brought the crops along pretty well. They look, they look like a good average crop now. However, hard to believe it is after all the rain we had, it's very dry again. Problem was there was just no moisture below all the rain we got just settled in from the top. And it's, the crop used it up and, and some of it soaked away, I guess, uh, here and there. And uh, we're ready for another rain.
1: Yeah, so with that hot weather last week, that must have really, though, helped dry out the as you said, you had some good rains, but that's really dry now.
3: Yeah, it is. It's quite dry again. We, uh, I wouldn't call it desperate yet. Not like it was before. But it's time for a good rain if we're going to have a you know above average crop.
1: And the outlook is for some rain in the next day or so.
3: Yes. Yeah, it looks a little bit optimistic. You know, you never know about those showers. But uh, I was hoping for some last night and missed it. But there are a couple more chances coming right up, so uh, you know, all should be good.
1: What about? Insects and crop diseases, how has it, it gone just west of Regina?
3: Well, we uh, haven't really seen a grasshopper at all until lately. Uh, my son found some on, uh, in one piece of wheat and uh, had a little leaf disease in there too. It seems like there was aphids as well. Maybe the aphids brought, the, brought a bit of disease right into the edge of the wheat field, but I think we're on that already and I think it's uh, nothing serious.
1: This year, with the type of weather we have had, what crops seem to be thriving, which seem to be suffering a bit?
3: Well, wheat, is, wheat looks beautiful, and lentils are catching up. They were very slow. I think they don't like cold spring weather so much, but they're catching up, and they're starting to look very nice. And the canola, there were germination issues here and there, you know? so there's, and lots of fields are more than one stand of canola, but it's filling in now and looks very nice in most cases. So it's, uh, you know, we're generally set up for a, for a good one here if we can get some timely rain now. And, and it won't take much more to finish it after. If we get one more good one, it'd be nice to have one just as it's filling. And that'll be, be plenty but they don't always come
1: in, you know. So are you expecting harvest to be normal, or is it going to be a bit early because of the hot, dry weather we've had?
3: You know, a lot of the crops are late. Uh, the hot, dry weather definitely brought them along, so it'll probably be normal with the way the heat uh, helped the crops to catch up. it probably be, I'd say, normal.
1: Lyle Stewart farms about 20 miles west of Regina and was the Minister of Agriculture from 2012 to 2018. He is the SAS Party MLA for Lumsden Morse.
0: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on the Source 620
4: CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Grasshoppers are a real concern on certain parts of the Canadian prairies. And they're 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 a devastating insect. When they move in, it they they, they eat. <laughs> they consume the crop. And there's a lot of considerable grasshoppers in certain regions this year. And recently on a Pest and Predator podcast, which uh, we put out episodes every two weeks. It's a fantastic podcast. We talk to entomologists across the country and really learn about things like beneficial insects and learn a little bit more than maybe we commonly do. And on the most recent episode we just released on Tuesday, I talked to Dr. James Tanzi from uh, Saskatchewan Agriculture. He's an entomologist there. And we talk about the grasshopper. Here's our conversation. A lot of growers are really concerned about grasshoppers this year. What are the common species of grasshoppers that growers should be aware of? Because not every grasshopper is the same.
5: That's absolutely true. So, I I mean, in Western Canada, we've got 85 species of grasshopper. Typically, only about four of these are going to be pests in Saskatchewan. These include the clearwing grasshopper, migratory grasshopper. I'm going to do it how I do it. And 2 striped grasshopper Uh, the uh, the thing that all of these have in common is is they overwinter as eggs and they tend to not be present as adults until mid July August Uh, that said we've got some early emergence or or early development of clearing grasshoppers in some parts of the province currently
4: and it it seems like we're like with all the dryness is that conducive to grasshoppers or is just kind of like an old wives tale
5: uh, it's conditionally conducive. Uh, there there are uh, other environmental factors that are important, but typically the dry weather is going to stop them from, you know, uh, uh, um, direct population reductions associated with drowning, uh, you know, uh, uh, bacterial and fungal infections of the eggs uh, uh, and that sort of thing. So the dry conditions as a rule contribute to population increase. There, there are some slight differences in, in different species as far as their preferences for, for moisture, but overall that's a good general rule.
4: And, and what kind of, which crops do they, do they, are they prone to attacking and what kind of impact and damage to the crop will they cause?
5: Different grasshopper species have different preferences. Uh, so when we're talking migratory, packards, and two stripe, uh, they're, they're pretty broad generalists. So, I mean, a lot is on the menu for those ones. When we're talking about clearwing grasshopper, they tend to prefer grasses. So, cereal crops are particularly vulnerable, vulnerable for those ones. Flax, uh, can occasionally suffer damage from these ones, but as a rule, uh, uh if it falls outside of that, uh, of that grass group, it's, it's not going to be terribly susceptible to clearwing unless populations are very, very high.
4: So as you look at the Prairie Provinces right now, what are we seeing in terms of populations? And, and how does that compare to the forecast maps that were out earlier?
5: Uh, things so far are stacking up uh, pretty consistently with what the forecast map showed. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, we, we, uh, uh, SEIC does a, a survey of, of about uh, um, uh, eleven to 1,200 sites or, or throughout the province of Saskatchewan every year, uh, typically late in the summer. And uh what they uh, found was that uh, numbers were relatively low across the province. We had a couple of warm spots um in uh, in uh, the uh the uh, southwest and a little bit in the southeast uh a little bit north of swift current but uh but uh, nothing beyond the uh the uh, what would be considered to be light populations. We are seeing little hot spots uh so I've gotten a recent report as I mentioned before of clearing grasshopper coming up in some numbers uh southeast of Weyburn, and uh, that's in Rangelands so uh uh um, the you know the potential for them to move into nearby cereal crops certainly exists and and growers should should keep an eye out for that an important consideration with the uh, with the survey though is that uh it, despite the large number of sites that are hit but we still suffer a bit from resolution because we're not hitting every site uh, so, or every field, pardon me. So, it's still really important for for growers to be out there, or an agronomists to be out there, to actually look at what's happening with their populations, um, and also look at the Prairie Pest Monitoring Network uh, uh, site because there there is degree, degree day accumulation to let them know when the grasshoppers uh, uh, will be uh, will be coming up and uh, and some developmental uh, 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 information as well.
4: Jim, thanks a lot for joining us here today. Really, really important, critical content for growers that are trying to manage insect populations. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com.
0: It's your agro weather forecast on The Source
1: 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today, 60% chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm, The high 24, the low 13. Friday, partly cloudy, 30%. Chance of showers in the afternoon with risk of a thunderstorm. Wind, northeast 20, the high 26. Tomorrow, the low 15. Saturday, sunny, the high 31, the low 17. Sunday, sunny, the high 31, the low 16. Monday, sunny, the high 27, the low 14. Tuesday, Sunny, the high 26, the low 13. Wednesday, sunny, the high near 27. Normal high for the state, 25. The normal low is 11. The sun rose at 457 this morning. It sets at 910 tonight. And around the province, and again, it's another one of those strange days for the hot spot and cold spot. Last week, remember, one day, Key Lake was 34, and Bratz Lake, south near Regina, was 27. Well, today, the hot spot is Stony Rapids up north at 30 degrees. The cold spot, Moose Jaw at 19. Estevan is 23. Saskatoon, 27. Swift Current, 20. Weyburn, 24. Yorkton is 25. In Regina, partly cloudy in 23. That's 73 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 4. Humidity is 53%. The barometer dropping 101.1. Light rain in Moose Jaw at nineteen, winds are from the east at seventeen. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy in twenty-three, that's seventy-three Fahrenheit. Back in a moment.
0: This spring, apply pre-emergent edge microactive group three herbicide from Gowan, Canada, before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM
1: Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Manitoba agriculture oilseed specialist Dane Fraze says the western heat dome brought record-breaking temperatures and hurt crop development.
6: It did. We set multiple temperature records across Manitoba uh, this past week, so that heat wave was unwelcome for both humans and crops. Uh, we saw crops experience a fair number of stress uh, stressors, and we saw rapid deterioration in many crop conditions and moisture reserves across Manitoba this week.
1: Fraze outlines the crop damage.
6: Uh, stunted crops are the norm this year. We're seeing crops generally much shorter than normal, and we're also seeing them mature a lot faster than normal. Uh, so we're seeing crops rapidly move into grain and pod filling stage on cereals, canola and peas uh, affected by the heat and lack of moisture. And uh, the regrowth, uh, particularly on forages and hayland where farmers are making their first cut, we're seeing fields that look completely brown afterward and not seeing any regrowth there whatsoever. So some farmers are in fact delaying their first hay cut operations in order to take advantage of maximum dry matter accumulation and uh, hopefully just get that single cut off this year.
1: Fraze says some farmers are spraying for insects and crop diseases.
6: Right now fungicide applications are diminishing. Uh, fungicide applications were significantly lower in the 2021 compared to other years. Uh, Farmers were doing a lot of second-guessing based on the crop yield potential and the potential for disease risk across Manitoba. So we saw generally much lower risk for fusarium head blight and continued lower risk for sclerotinia development in canola. So as a result, farmers are choosing to save the cost of those expensive fungicide applications and perhaps focus those efforts on uh, insect prevention. Right now we're seeing uh, grasshopper feeding across the province. It's more widespread right now and as ditches and hayland gets cut those grasshoppers are moving looking for new feed sources moving into cereals, soybeans and corn and in many cases farmers are having to take action to reduce the threat of grasshopper
1: damage. Phrase reminds producers to be aware of the risk of spray drift.
6: Exactly. Uh, Most products have a recommended maximum wind speed of 15 kilometers an hour. We've had a very windy spring so far. Um, Right now, wind is a little bit lower for the most part, which is certainly helping. Uh, But do keep in mind that maximum wind application speed and try to apply when beneficial insects and other uh, other organisms are, are out of harm's way when you're doing those insecticide applications.
1: There have been a few showers on the western side of Manitoba. Uh,
6: It's been fairly minor for the most part. The southwest had negligible precipitation, uh, with the exception of a band north of Brandon around Eden, where there was about 12 millimeters that fell into the northwest. It was a little more variable. Um, The Swan Valley, the Paw area, and up to Ethelbert received between 19 and about 30 millimeters rain. Uh, Certainly not a lot, but enough to to keep uh, things green for the most
1: part. For, the, for right now. So, a good rain would be most welcome right now in Manitoba.
6: That's right. So, we need more rain right now to fill up uh, crop yield potential to uh, help achieve bushel weight and set enough seed. Uh, what we would also really like with that is a reduction in temperature and a uh, slowing down of the wind speeds. Um, We can deal with warmer temperatures, provided we have enough moisture and the wind is lower to reduce that evapotranspirative loss. But if we get a combination of of all three high winds, hot temperatures and lack of rain, that really uh, does become the kicker.
1: Dean Fraze compiles the weekly crop report for Manitoba Agriculture. The crop is in the
0: ground and Pattison Liquid Systems is now taking orders for their 2022 lineup of liquid fertilizer carts. Pattison Liquid has been the name for quality, durability and service since 1979 and continues to lead the way with liquid caddies built right here in Western Canada. Don't get caught scrambling next spring. Call about early order pricing on a new toe behind or toe between model today. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM.
1: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And SMHI, farmers, get your hail insurance coverage with Municipal Hail at an RM office or direct online. Farmers Insuring Farmers, municipalhail.ca. A lot of things were left undone as Parliament shut down for the summer. In the final days, there was a flurry of activity that saw a number of bills pass into law. Others made it to the Senate, but didn't get any further, like the contentious Bill C-10, but also more agriculture-related bills, like Bill C-206 to exempt propane and natural gas from the federal carbon tax when used for grain drying. All it needed was the final stamp of approval from the upper chamber, but that will have to wait. Another bill that seemed destined to be the law of the land already this summer also got hung up. John Barlow's bill, C205, aimed at increasing penalties against anyone or any group that trespasses onto farms. In the end, it got banged up in the commons and didn't get to third and final reading. Barlow is confident it would have. Instead, it's scheduled for final reading in the commons this October. That's if an election isn't called in the meantime. If that happens, Bill's Two oh five and two zero six will end up in the trash. Barlow had some comments. Well, it's
3: uh, now been um, scheduled uh, for third reading and uh, third reading vote in the House of Commons in October. Um, so once we we get through that, it goes to the Senate and then royal assent. So uh, we, we've had good progress. Now it's it's a matter of uh, running out of runway in terms of uh, the timing of, of an election, um, and that's really the the only thing that's that's kind of standing between. Um, having that bill uh, approved and and become law and and maybe (laughs) maybe having to start all over again in the next
1: parliament barlow admits very few private members bills get approved and it is frustrating but he remains hopeful it will be passed because there was all party support at final reading he's confident that if an election call this summer kills bill c205 the tories would reintroduce it in the next parliament The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture has some advice for producers looking to increase their water supply. Trish Johnson is the Agriculture Program Specialist with the Regional Office in North Battleford.
7: This has been a dry spring for producers in many parts of the province, and the heat continues as we enter into July. There wasn't much runoff to fill dugouts this spring, and wells might be low on water, too. This is the year you might want to consider developing a new reliable water source for your farm. The Ministry of Agriculture has funding available for producers to establish safe, secure and sustainable water sources through the Farm and Ranch Water Infrastructure Program. If you're an agriculture producer, 18 years of age or older, and report at least $50,000 gross farm income in Saskatchewan, you're eligible for program funding. The Farm and Ranch Water Infrastructure Program is a rebate program providing financial assistance for the establishment of dugouts, pipelines, and wells for agricultural use, whether for crop spraying or livestock use. Before starting your water project, you should check with your local agricultural program specialist to determine if any special permits or authorizations are required and to ensure your water project qualifies for funding. For example, any project taking place on leased land requires consent from the landowner. If you own livestock, you also must have a premise identification number. Once your project is complete and fully functional, you can apply for your rebate. No pre-approval is required for this program. The Farm and Ranch Water Infrastructure Program is one of several programs offered through the Canadian Agricultural Partnership. For more information on the Farm and Ranch Water Infrastructure Program or other programs offered through the Canadian Agricultural Partnership or to find an Agricultural Program Specialist near you, please contact your local Saskatchewan Agriculture Regional Office or the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377 or visit us online at saskatchewan.ca slash CAP. I'm Trish Johnson, and this has been the Saskatchewan Agriculture Report. Coming up,
1: Market Update. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola gained $14.70 at 78237. Number one red spring wheat went up four hundred ninety nine at three hundred forty three fifty two. The rest were unchanged. Durham three hundred seventeen dollars eighty three cents. Feed barley two hundred fifty four sixty five. Flax six hundred seventy seven ninety four. Lentils seven hundred fifty one fifty. Oats two hundred sixteen fifty three. Yellow peas three hundred forty one dollars seventy six cents. Feed wheat two hundred thirty eight eighty four. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, this morning, September, spring wheat is up $0.06 a bushel at $8.14 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports
0: on The Source, 620 CKRM.
1: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes.
8: Hello, Cattleman Junior for Heartland Livestock, Yorkin, with your market report for the week of July 7th. No sale here this week due to our back staff doing yard maintenance. But listening to the market reports around the country, the market seems to be tending steady to last week. In last week's sale, our cows averaged 81 cents a pound with a high of 92. D1, D2 cows 78 to 88 with a high of 92. D3 cows 68 to 75 with a high of 76. Light shelly cows 48 to 62. Bulls last week averaged $1.08 with a high of $1.22 on a good hard exotic bull. Producers, these last couple of weeks have been 4-H events in Saskatchewan. Harvey and I attended the Yorkton Regional on Wednesday. It was a great event to watch as these young members are the future of our livestock industry. As far as parents, 4-H leaders and businesses, we should be proud of our up-and-coming generation of livestock people. At this time, congratulations to Cassidy Bears and Trinity Bears on their Champion Reserve Champion Steers. Good job, girls, and congrats to the rest of the members from the Yorkton area clubs. Producers, our next sale will be Wednesday, July 14th with all classes. The next sale after will be July 28th. For all your marketing needs, give us a call here at Heartland Yorkton. Once again, you're for HLS Yorkton. Thank you and have a great day.
1: And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is for both the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. It's $236.07 per CKG. In Regina, part to cloudy in 23, that's 73 Fahrenheit. Light rain in Moose Jaw, 19. Winds are from the east at 17. Winds in Regina, southeast at 4. Coming up, the Resource Report.
0: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley.
1: Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. A joint venture between Federated Co-op and Blair's family of companies has received regulatory approval to move forward. The joint venture will acquire seven Saskatchewan agriculture retail locations, providing crop inputs, agronomic services and animal nutrition products to farm customers near Lanigan, Liberty, Lipton, McLean, Nokomis, Rosthern, and Watrous. As a condition of regulatory approval, the joint venture will sell its interest in the Lipton location and anhydrous ammonia assets in Lipton and Belcaris. Blair's staff will continue to manage the day-to-day operations of the retail locations under the Blair's banner. While the sale process takes place, the Lipton location will be operated independently of the joint venture by certain members of the Blair's management team. With the regulatory approval, the joint venture will begin operations at the end of the month. On the markets, the TSX is down 222 points at 20,067. The Dow has dropped 215 points at 34,466. Oil is up 61 cents at 72.81 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 26 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.84 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley.